up, nerds? Welcome to episode 25 of The Bandwagon Fan. This is the show where we talk about all things pop culture. I'm AJ. I'm Alex. I'm Josh. I'm Kate. And last but not least, wanted to introduce for the first time our social media manager, Natalia. Natalia, please say hi. Hey. Nat, do you want to say anything to the world? Happy to be here. Oh my goodness. That's wow. good. I think the enthusiasm. Cool. Same words I said when I had my first time on the on the podcast. <laughs> well, well, you guys must be related or something. That's crazy. Oh my goodness. Okay, that's, well, better than, um, that's better than saying you're not happy to be here. So true. True. I'm happy to hear that. Maybe maybe in one universe she's not happy. Uh, this week we are doing a special spotlight on a new film called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of. Ma- I thought it was and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, is it same thing? Is it and? It's not the same. Those are two different I've, things. I've heard it both ways. It's Interesting. Uh, I'm going to say and because it feels like a title, but it's all nope. good. Um, you guys, Doctor Strange came out. It, it, this movie has been pushed back, I think, like two years, I think. Yeah, it, right? it's been pretty extensive, like the delays and all the stuff that went into it. Yeah, uh, it's been pushed back two years. Um, you know, I think we all kind of said personally that we're just pretty much like burnt out. With like MCU movies, right? I mean, I mean, it's movies, it's TV shows, it's comics. Uh, when you have that Disney money, you're pretty much close to God money. Uh, so it's a lot. I mean, they, it's a lot. And I think uh, just to like go into some background with this movie, um, I think this. So, what, do we know what number this movie is? By the way, in no, the I, MCU, no idea whatsoever. I think it's like twenty something. I think it's like 27, if I remember correctly. It's got to be, yeah. It's 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 pretty wild. So um, just to get a background for this movie, you'll need to watch like five to ten different movies. Um, First of all, you'll probably have to watch most of phase or phases one through four, right? Or one through three, because this is phase four. Yeah, this is four. This is phase four, which is insane. And you have to watch TV shows. So phase so phase one is the like OG. Marvel movies, like before Disney acquired them. So like the first Iron Man, the first Hulk, the first mm. Captain America, and then the first, uh, I'm, I'm missing an Avenger. Thor. Thor, thank you. Thank you. Yes, uh, the first Thor. All, none of those are actually under the Disney umbrella. Um, so when they bought, when they purchased them, they decided to make the Avengers movie. And then they kind of just like grouped them together as part of what they called phase one. So each phase was the different like the ending of the phases were the different Marvel or the Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to include Endgame as one Endgame and Infinity War as one movie, but that was the end of phase three. So you had those initial Marvel movies and then Avengers. And then you had like the big bulk of the Marvel movies, like, you know, Thor two, Iron Man two and three. It's um, basically just all twos. I think every time. Did every title just have two at the end of it? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I, was, except was for the Guardians? Incredible Hulk. Was Guardians? Guardians. Phase I two? think the first one. I think the first one might have been Phase Two, and then like the rest. I'm not gonna go. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. go into all of the movies, but just know that every Avengers movie marked the end of the phase and ushered in the next one. Yeah. Um, now, so now we're in four. Now we're in Phase Four, which like already is exhausting. <laughs> Yeah. already yeah. such an exhausting thing to have to think about like how do you explain to somebody okay so first of all back in movie three we didn't even have dr strange back then you know that that's a lot to kind of explain yeah. um but and then on top of that now that disney is rolling out disney uh plus they introduce all these tv shows to the mcu and that's making it in my opinion just personally it's just making it more complicated um i don't think it's helping you know, you have like the Sony Cinematic Universe and you have the Marvel. This is it's getting out of hand. I wish the um, TV shows were just standalone shows that didn't tie into the movies or at the very I minimum. If they do. Like do it, maybe. Yeah. TV shows tie into the other TV shows, but they should no, have been separate. I, I agree with you. I, I think that like it's OK to, to have like a TV show that doesn't have to relate to like a movie because then it, we have a situation here where it's like, well, if you didn't watch these shows, and in these sets of movies, you're going to be kind of lost, uh, you know, and I don't really necessarily think that's fair. Um, I think it's OK to make a TV show and just make it 
its own thing. I think that's okay. Right, um, right. What what they so, should have done is like you watch Doctor Strange one to understand this movie, but you need to have yeah. watched multiple movies, some TV shows to understand what's happening here. And right, that's a lot. right. Um, so so uh, so you know the the TV shows I think of note that this relates to are I believe one of them was WandaVision. WandaVision, thank yep. you. And right, Loki. WandaVision. Right. Um, yes, yeah, I get, yeah, you're Loki right. Yeah, technically. Speculations are like how much Loki affected the multiverse, but yeah. M- well, more, more so WandaVision though. Well, but I would I would say Alex is 100% right. Loki is a big part of it because it introduced the I guess originator of the multiverse. Um right, we right. you know what I mean? So so uh, you know, I think that's important too. And then the What If series, which is kind of just like, you know, a, a hodgepodge of different Marvel ideas, kind of like what Alex was saying, where it's just like, you know, just like standalone ideas and concepts. But I guess I tried to technically, read the What If comics, and I just I couldn't do it. So I was like, uh, Good luck, yeah. Watch a TV show. Is it is it is it too confusing? It, no, it just wasn't. That's I read old. the Sp- <laughs> like, I read the Spider Man one, and it just wasn't good to me. It was just like bad. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's it's from like I don't know, probably like the seventies or eighties. That's where uh, Lady oh, Thor. Oh, they, have a, they have a new one. They have a new What yeah. If. Uh, oh launch. really? Okay. Yeah, but it's oh, like I, I think that. it's What If Miles Morales was. Oh. I could be wrong, but I think it's What If Miles yeah. Morales was Wolverine. It's like really weird. It, or it, Captain what? America. There, what if it was Captain America? It, and it, I was like, I just don't care. <laughs> it's the anniversary yeah. of Miles as a creator, and so. It's like, what if he was Captain America, Wolverine, or the Hulk? It, yeah, it's it's a gimmick, but whatever. I wanted to like it, and I just was like, this just I wasn't f- fun to me. I feel right. like that's. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up. I feel like that might be emblematic of what we have to see going forward in the MCU. It's kind of just got to the point where it's like, why should we care? Um, and and I think this it's it's. I think the, the best representation of that is the introduction of a new character in this movie. Um, I I don't know if you guys know, because this movie was delayed so many times, I if I remember correctly, I I, I could swear it was delayed like twice. Uh, American Chavez's character was supposed to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. So she was supposed to be like, I, I believe that the catalyst for bringing in Peter Parker's um, the other Peter Parkers. I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, we already talked about it. Um, I highly doubt if you're listening to this and you watched Doctor Strange, you didn't already watch the Spider-Man movie. But um, yes, she was supposed to bring, be the catalyst for that because this movie got delayed and the contract disputes with Sony, they kind of just scrapped it. So um, we get a really... So like that that's kind of like the setup for this. Does anyone else want to add anything before we just Well, yeah, that? I believe it was supposed to come out before... Um... Yeah, before the Spider-Man film, and it was supposed yeah. to be plotted beforehand. Um, it's confusing. That's basically I'm just. It is. Yeah, it. yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, yeah. So I mean, let's just jump into it real quick. So movie starts off hot. We get our first look and introduction to America Chavez. America Chavez is is she supposed to be Mexican? Is that is that a, it's supposed um, to be like you're supposed to derive from another planet? That's what we know. She is she, from another planet. I, so I, the- I guess what was a little confusing about like her introduction was I thought that she was you know just like a a, a Latin uh, Latin American kid, but they introduced the whole component of her being from another planet. But I guess we can get into that later. But you know they introduced it right. It says species human. Yeah, th- so, that's that's exactly yeah. yeah that's exactly my point that. She's a utopian yeah. parallel. That's her place of origin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So technically, I never, she's I never, from a, I never knew that either. Like, yeah. So uh, yeah. So the movie starts off. Uh, we're, we're coming right out the gates with. Yep. Josh. Should we pause? Josh is being. Josh is doing the robot right now. That's why he Josh stopped is... talking. So the movie starts off. Uh, they come out. Come out the gates hot with uh, they introduce America Chavez for the first time and Doctor Strange. Um, this is the Defenders version of Strange. Is that correct? Yeah. So it's like there's been multiple versions of the Defenders. Yeah. The original one is like a bunch of like lone wolf mystic type of people. Okay. And the the Defenders from the Doctor Strange from Defenders 
that's kind of what he looked like a little bit. But okay. you don't know this at first because the movie just starts and you're thinking it's our world. Our Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah, especially because well, it, it literally just comes out hot. Like when I said the movie starts, I'm like, I feel like we missed the movie here. Right. Was that, that was I the only one that, that felt like that way when the movie it started? Like a little bit like with the I thought the real had been put in wrong or something like if it had been like a film <laughs> not digital i was like oh they put the movie in at the wrong part I, I thought it was like a stylistic ch- like choice to start i was like oh, okay like they're gonna See, go immediate res right away i'll be See, honest i i, I didn't right. i just expected it to i i already expected to be confused and have something annoying happen right away so it was just like mm-hmm. on part of what marvel wanted to do well, so so the, the reason why it felt so, I guess, abrupt is because then the following scene it takes place, and I'm I'm assuming that the 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 okay, this is why I don't love like the the multiverse stuff. I'm assuming this is our universe, right? Because yeah, the six one six, yeah, the six one six, right? But okay, whatever. So we are we we witness Christine's wedding. If you're wondering who Christine is, or you don't remember who Christine is, don't feel bad because. She was in a movie many years ago called Doctor Strange. Uh, it's been a long time since we've seen this character. And Is that like 2016? 2016. Eight yeah. years ago. It's been a minute. Eight years ago. So, you know, uh, as if you remember, I believe Doctor Strange and Christine played by... Rachel uh, McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Thank you very much. Um, they, they, they just agreed to be friends because... As we know, Doctor Strange is a control freak, and she just she can't have that in her life. So you know, eight years into the presumed future, she's getting married, and you know we kind of see that this is kind of like the first like story branch. I think the movie is trying to build uh, this idea of like, are you happy? Right? Uh, Christine asks uh, Stephen, "Are you happy?" And he says, "Yeah, of course." Um, as we know, like he he has feelings for her. And you can kind of see that throughout this scene that like maybe he, he I think maybe he he wishes his life and her life kind of pan out differently. And they try to have that conversation, but then it gets interrupted by a demon, a demon attacking New York City. Right. Those dang um, demons just always coming through. As they tend to do yeah, in New York. Yeah. A- a- any thoughts on, on that scene, that, that uh, wedding scene so far? First of all, why do people even live in cities in the Marvel Universe? Like, it's like guaranteed <laughs> that a city's going to get attacked. And like the countryside seems to almost always be fine. The, the insurance the rates must be through the roof if you live in a high I, rise. Like, I was, was going to say, like, what's the insurance but rate? Like, you're gar- in New York, you're like guaranteed the to universe. die like the Marvel Universe, like in a city. And it just, uh, everyone, also, I just love that everyone's always like when something's not happening, they're all like chill and they're like, this will never happen to me, even though it happened yeah. last week and the week before and the week before. I never, I never even, I never even put it that way. Like imagine being a New Yorker, like you live through so many cataclysmic, like, like world events and you're just like, well, got to go to work. Got to go yeah. work at this bodega this week. Like, they're like whatever. I just want my bagel. Living in real life New York, like I do, that's kind of how it is. It's like, oh, there's a blizzard and ten feet of snow. Well, time to go to work. Oh, Gotta it's hundred degrees and hundred percent humidity. Nah, yeah, still go walk the dog. Like, you know, it's like life goes on no matter. I feel what like I feel like yeah, I feel like they'd be so dis- desensitized to just like monsters at one point because I was True, I remember yeah. I, I remember I made that mental joke about like why are they even screaming. Like at some point, as a New Yorker, you would just be like, "Don't worry, Spider Man's got it, Doctor Strange has got it. Like someone's got it. Someone's on the case." You would just treat it like a car accident or a fire. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you still don't want to die because like this thing is it's it's messing stuff up in New York. Yeah, it's the, like the demon crushing, is, breaking things. Yeah, the it demon. Looks pre- it looks pretty cool too. It's very strange. Yeah, the, you know, if it, it, it's the, got like, the tone. It's got like tentacles. It, it had like a big eye. It's like an eyeball monster from like Final this Fantasy. Was a, this was kind of a cool scene. It'll give. Yeah, it'll give yeah. So here. the scene, the next scene is essentially that that Doctor Strange is is essentially trying to figure out what is happening, and he reveals using magic that there's a monster and it's chasing a, a girl, America Chavez. And we are supposed to kind of put together that in this universe or this reality, I guess, that they don't know each other. Because again, the first scene that they very clearly knew, knew each other. Um, and I think we forgot to mention an important part in the first scene that Dr. Strange tried to kill America. Right. Did we, did we, did we the, forget to the, bring that the up? Defender Strange. Yeah. yeah. He, he, uh, he pulls a very strange move of 
I, I can't fix this the nice way, so I'm just going to do whatever it takes to to fix it. Yeah. And and then she star punch portals herself out of there. Yeah. Um. So when America sees this Doctor Strange, you can probably understand she's pretty hesitant to kind of, you know, kind of look to him for help. Uh. So right. you know they are chasing through New York. Wong shows up. My guy Wong, the most reliable person. I mean, I mean, there are three things you can count on in life: uh, the IRS, you know, taxing you, death, and Wong showing up when you need him the most. Like, yeah, Wong's like this guy there. came; he's always there. This guy's a great, like, he's a great. Uh, what's it called? Sorcerer Supreme? Is that what it's called? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah he knows when to be there because, like, and then in No Way Home, he's like, "I'm not getting into this. I'm out." <laughs> I forgot about that. He knows when to step up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is our first introduction. And we, Doctor Strange, kind of learns that, you know, this this girl knows who she is or knows who he is. Excuse me. And he's trying to understand, like, you know, what? Why was the monster chasing you? Kind of doing this like interrogation type of thing. But she's, you know, not very forthcoming um, with that with that information. So they decide to bring her with to. Uh, how do you say this place? I can never remember how to say the. Comertage. Comertage. Um, because they are they they kind of deduce that these monsters are not being uh I, I guess summoned, right? Was that was that how they kind of deduced that? That they weren't being summoned with the magic, that it was witchcraft. They they they, they were able to kind of put that together. And so they were they you know, Doctor Strange gets the idea, well, I know a witch, let me go find her. Uh so we are reintroduced to uh Wanda, the Scarlet Witch. And if you guys remember from the end of WandaVision, you know, she kind of secludes herself after she put a whole town under her mind control. She put herself in seclusion. And so uh, Dr. Strange, he he shows up at what appears to be, I think it was a cherry blossom orchard. Is that was that what that was supposed to be? Yeah. Apple yeah. Orchard, I think. It was an apple orchard. Thank you. Thank you. OK. It so looked, it was, yeah, it was, it was an apple flowery tree. Yeah, so it's, he shows up at the a- Apple Orchard, and he he's trying to you know kind of just get from some more information from his what he believes is his fellow friend, and then Wanda makes a mistake, and she says that you know I don't know why the monsters are after America. Doctor Strange says, "Hold up, I never said her name. How do you know that?" And he they both kind of put it together that Wanda was the one who is sending these monsters, these demons after. Um, after after America, uh, so again, any thoughts so far up into these these scenes here? Anything yeah, oh, and then that's when it's revealed that she's using the Darkhold, which I, I don't know too much about it. I, um, there's a current Darkhold. I don't know if it ended yet. Like miniseries, basically the Darkhold just does terrible things in the universe with magic. But and so it's a book, right? The it's a yeah, it's like a, a spell book, mm-hmm. and you know. As is often in, in in fiction, you have this crazy power source, but it takes a, a huge toll. Basically, it, it takes away humanity when you're using it, and right. it, it's causing her between her grief of losing uh, vision. I mean, she lost her parents when she was a kid. Then her she brother. lost vision and in, in WandaVision. She lost her brother in in uh, Age of Ultron, and then she lost her children who weren't really real. Like, all this terrible stuff has happened to her. Sorry, and that gets me every time. The kids were never real, and she's grieving them. So yeah, she's but we'll crazy. talk well, about I, that later. I and, and I and I think the idea, especially after you watch WandaVision, is that she believed for so long that they were real. Um, she 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 wants them to be real, and and I think it's supposed to be this. I mean, I want plenty concept. of things to be real as well, but you know, like. I can't just yeah. But the difference, yeah. I, I would argue that the difference is that you never created a. A, a alternate reality where it was real. You know what I mean? Did like, you guys, uh, Alex and Katya, did you watch WandaVision? I did. I didn't, but okay. I looked stuff up beforehand. You know about it. The show, I knew okay. the movie was going to explain stuff anyways, which it did do like an okay job at kind of mm-hmm. telling you a little bit of like, things that happened before. Yeah, because like the whole show, to me, the theme was about grief and like how we deal with grief. Mm-hmm. And for Wanda, like she literally can manipulate reality, and so she uses that to to grieve by creating a different world. And like, I mean, we all do that uh, when we go through something like really sad or traumatic. Like, we might create like a a fantasy in our head of like, oh, what could have been. Yeah. 
she can actually make she that can real. Actually, do that, and, 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 and I so think, that's why losing those kids is so again traumatic to her because like she she made her escape a reality and even lost the and and even going even deeper into that, it's this idea that she has never been able to hold on to her family. Right? She was a kid; her family was taken away from her. She gets older and builds kind of this stronger relationship with her brother. Her brother gets taken away from her. She builds this relationship with the Avengers and Vision, and they are taken away from her. So it's this constant idea that, like, she kind of probably feels that the only way she can build the family she wants is by physically, you know, it's like, it's like age, age old saying, if you want something done, do it yourself. I, I think that's mm-hmm. what this is trying to kind of manifest. So she admits to Doctor Strange that she does want America, and she doesn't ask. She says, look, I'm either going to get her the hard way or we could do this the easy way. Just give her to me. Everything will be fine. But if if you're going to fight me on this, then I will fight you. And Dr. Strange basically says, say less. And they go into full defense mode, right? Um, Wanda essentially wants to take America's powers of being able to transverse through the multiverses because she, she wants to essentially re- try to force, I guess, reality to reunite her family. But she has um, to kill America to do this. That's she has to kill thing. America to do this. America's yes. not only, yeah. it's not just, oh, she's taking her powers. Like, no, she has to kill her to do this. Which well, I think, I think she aware. insinuated, I think she insinuated that she would let her live if she, if she would comply, but if not, she would just take it. I, I felt like that's what the insinuation was. But she still wasn't but, really I, mean, I could be wrong. Choice. It's still a minor, yeah, yeah, a minor exactly. kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and that, like that kind of lends to in the comics. I mean, it depends on the version. Wanda's a little like unstable, I guess you could say. Like she she really is a person who has like suffered a lot and has not coped with it very well. Okay. There comes a point where she actually ends up erasing all the mutants in the world at one point. So like yeah. she's powerful and she's she's very hurt, so she will just lash out and when you have that kind of power it's not like a vase is going to get broken. You're going to change reality and get people killed. Right. So, so Dr. Strange um, goes back to Kamartage and they start the, the defense, the siege and Wanda kind of rips through the siege. Um, it's, it's light work for her. She, which honestly was, was pretty cool. I, I kind of like that. Uh, you know, this idea that she's that powerful and hasn't really had a, had a real motivation to use her power. This scene um, frustrated so, yeah. me a lot, though. Um, Why? Just like typical, not not necessarily like the like the fighting itself was cool, but like a typical issue I see with a lot of Marvel films is like they never really like introduce you to any of like the side characters that are like happen mm. like that are here. They don't like give you a reason yeah. to like care if someone dies. So to like care. the second someone gets struck, I'm like, I didn't, I wouldn't wasn't introduced to you. You're just like a CGI character on the screen. Like I didn't, I didn't have any like feelings for any of them and i i just like i wish that was something that was explored a little more and it's like they only need like a couple especially minutes, yeah especially because they introduced like three other like factions of the, yeah, the, yeah. the sorcerers and they literally just like what's up wong and that's that that's it that's the introduction yeah, we there's, get just, to these characters. there's no like there was n- there was no attachment though and it's like i i wanted that yeah like i wanted to care yeah. what happened to any of them but i i I didn't because the the movie didn't give me a reason to. It didn't give you the chance. That, yeah. That's that's a good point. And like, yeah, that's so fixable with like a couple lines of dialogue. Yeah, like yeah. That, that's a good need, point. They don't even need that much. And like, I, I was just really bummed out with that. It's like I knew the fighting was going to be cool. The fighting always is. And like, um, but yeah, the second someone, I don't even remember half of the people's names there. The second someone like dies, I'm just like, uh, okay, like, oh yeah, you're gone. No I idea. Guess. Like whatever. <laughs> it, it, it was like a, a cool fight scene for the sake of a cool fight scene like siege fight yeah right and it, it was it was very cool um and scarlet witch just tears through them and then strange and america dip out i don't know if we mentioned this but she doesn't really understand her powers yet she um, she knows she knows essentially what triggers them but she doesn't know how to control it right so, and so, so but she manages to get them out of there unfortunately Wong gets left behind. Yeah, Wong gets left behind because Wanda, Wanda, you know, like a like a true horror horror villain, like kind of corners them, and she can only really trigger her powers with fear. And so she she does her thing, and she 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 transports Doctor Strange and herself to a completely different Marvel universe. We get a pretty cool scene 
of them essentially flying through many different types of universes, one of them being a cartoon yeah. one, which I thought was funny. Um, and I, it was that like kind of the same artwork used for the What If series too. That, that, that's what it kind of looked like. Um, yeah, it, it was hard to say. Like you could tell, there was a lot of different like influences. There was like the paint one too. Yeah, the, yeah, it, the paint one. It was yeah. a visually cool like scene. Uh, and then they end up where we find out later it's the 838 universe. Not that mm-hmm. that means anything to most people. Uh, yeah, they and, end uh, up in this new universe. Uh, this yeah. is a universe where Doctor Strange has already died. And uh, Mordo is the Sorcerer Supreme, which was a real, uh, real, real plot twist. Um, we do get an interesting scene in here, too. We get a little glimpse into America's life. Uh, we find out that um, America has... America's trauma is sourced from the fact that when the first time she used her powers, she uh, teleported both her parents on accident, and she doesn't know where she teleported them because she doesn't understand her powers yet. And she's been spending her whole life, I guess, up to this point, trying to find them, trying to, trying to, you know, trying to reunite with them. Um, yeah, and like a, a thing to note is her, her. So I don't like it's. I'm still a little confusing because in the comics she's from a different reality like she's human and when she comes to earth she gets adopted by a puerto rican family so she's like kind of puerto rican uh but she has two moms yeah and what's really interesting is she there's like that little i don't know that scene was only like a few minutes long it's like a minute yeah that scene is what got this movie banned from saudi arabia yeah yeah and and then that i don't know if you guys noticed that uh america wears a, a pride pin on her jacket yeah I didn't see it that. Really, yeah. very, very small pin. But that was another thing. Something along the lines of like love is love is love or something like that well, too. Yeah. I had somebody recently tell me, uh, was that like a picnic? And we were all talking about this movie. And I had said, because there's a lot of people at this picnic who were queer and non-binary. And we were talking about that, the movie and how it's interesting that she has these two moms. And I was saying like, show me she's, supports you know lgbtq without blatantly have to have a little telling you yelling at you telling me sure sure, don't tell you somebody made a good point and they said well if they're gonna market this film over to china and all kinds of other countries where it's legal or it's not accepted it needs to be something that can quickly and easily be edited out you know and it was like oh i see now why it's like they can but but i but to your point loves loves china loves that money (laughs) But, but to oh, your 100%, point, yeah. yeah, but but to your point, Kate, there's still a way to do that and appease both. You know what I mean? Like the, there's still a way to like show and not tell. But then if you need to remove those types of scenes, you could do that too. I mean, they, they, you don't have to just blatant. I felt like it was kind of just thrown in there for the sake of saying it. And I kind of felt like if you weren't going to give like strong enough attention to it, wait for a better opportunity to kind of delve mm-hmm. some of this information. But I agree. You know, we, yeah, yeah, because it, it's pretty important to the comics. Like America is like very, I mean, she like has a girlfriend at, at least in one of the runs, and like mm-hmm. it, it's a very much part of her character. And the fact that you can remove a minute from the film and not change much of the plot—that's a problem. And it's meant to deliver a huge part of this character. Yeah, th- yeah, that, that's, that's a, a problem. That's a problem. They don't really yeah. invest in actually showcasing this huge part of this character's right. life. Right, right, yeah. right. And like it—it's very clearly it's about the like the Chinese market and like the, those big markets where certain things are not accepted. It, it's a big problem. People don't realize how many films get edited and changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars is a famous one because they want to appeal to a, a, a market, but that, that's that's a, a conversation for another day. Right. Back back to the to this to this movie. Doctor Strange in America, they have the idea that they need to find, and I can't remember the name of the book. Do you guys remember the name of the book that they're looking for? A uh, book of Ashanti, I think. Yeah, the, yeah, Ashanti. Not to be confused with the singer. Uh, but a song. I was just going to say Ashanti songbook. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's with a, uh, the letter V. No, no, no. It's a Velcro. No, the book of Ashanti. Oh, um, is it? No, no, no. I'm, okay. I'm just messing with you. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but they, they they need they need this book because it is I guess the the good equivalent or the the counterpart to the dark hold. And it's uh, basically the uh, the way to write yourself out of any plot hole. Yes. Yeah. It's it's it it's a MacGuffin. Um, and we'll talk yes. about that later. But uh, essentially, they, they're looking for this book. Doctor Strange has the idea. Well, let me ask myself. This is when he finds out that he's di- that he's dead in this universe. And um, they go to 
the I don't even what, what where is the place in New York that Doctor Strange hangs out? What is that place called? The His, Sanctum the Santorum. Sanctum, thank you. The Sanctum Santorum. Yeah. And Mordo greets them. If you guys don't know, Mordo is the villain from the first uh, Doctor Strange movie. But in this universe, he's not that much of a bad guy, I guess. Uh, so he he lures them inside. And then once he realizes that, you know, this, this Doctor Strange is from a different uh, universe, they, he, imprisons, he imprisons both this Doctor Strange and America. And then we are greeted with this reality's Christine, who works in some... I think the Baxter building from the Fantastic Four. Is that what? The, okay, is that what that is? Yeah, that I, wasn't, I, that I, wasn't I made very clear. I, I didn't. Where? I didn't really understand where they were. I didn't. Really I didn't really understand either. that part. So I was like, okay, they're in some type of museum with a prison. I don't know, but <laughs> but they are in the Baxter, I guess, facility or or, or, or build or building. And Doctor Strange is then presented with the Illuminati. Which I high key I groaned in the theater when I heard that I was like, oh, it's so corny. In, everyone in my theater started laughing. Like everyone, everyone thought it was like some joke. Like we were waiting for the yeah, I did too. And I then once too, we realized but, it, like we were all making fun of it. Yeah, I, was, I did too because I, I was I like, I heard oh. it wrong. I was like, wait, did they say that? Oh, yeah, Illuminati. So I was like, oh my wait, goodness, something else, right? Like what? That's that's so interesting because the Illuminati in the comics are. Pretty scary, actually. It's only hinted at in the movie, like how yeah, how nefarious they, they are. Well, I, yeah. I legit thought that the next scene was going to show me like like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and uh, who, who else could be part of the Illuminati? I don't know, Michael Jackson, Bill Tupac. Gates. Yeah. Tupac would be part there. I mean, like I just felt like they were going to show me the weirdest like collection of people, but it was actually, um, you know, we had some. This was a big, I guess you could say, moment. In the MCU, because they introduced, um, uh, uh, I don't, I don't, I can't. Reed Richards. There we go. They introduced John Krasinski. John, yeah. John Krasinski. Oh my god! They introduced, I started uh, laughing when I saw him. I just like he did not fit to me at he all. Like silly. He didn't. Yeah, he does not look like a superhero to me. He looked out of place. I just was like, I love John Krasinski, but not as a superhero. Just I, I didn't like service thing to cast. I him. didn't hate it. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't hate it as much. I just thought it was. I think the issue was how he was introduced because I. We all have to admit that every person that they cast for these roles, it's it's been pretty difficult to envision how they were going to pull off the role. I would probably say with the exception of like maybe Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange is probably one of the few times where I'm like, oh, I could see this person. Other than that, like when when you heard of, uh, I cannot remember the actor's name who plays Star-Lord. Um, uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. When you heard Chris Pratt being Star-Lord at the time, coming fresh off Parks and Rec, that seemed like a stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the same thing for... Uh, um, uh, when they, when when they changed Incredible Hulk's and they uh, I, I that felt like a stretch. So I feel like yeah. we we do have to give Disney the credit that like they put a lot of time and effort in their castings. And while this may seem like fan service, we also have to remember that John Krasinski has been wanting to be part of the MCU for a very long time. He just didn't look so, cool. Like his out his outfit. He didn't look cool. I agree with this a hundred percent. Show him do anything stretchy. Like oh no, they did. They gave they him. Did. They gave him they the did. Twizzler pull and peel treatment in this movie. Um, yeah. It was <laughs> they want, yeah. We'll get into that a little bit later, but yes, they, yeah. they he was kind of just thrown there, and 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 he, that's not even the biggest reveal because we also get um, Pro- Professor Xavier uh, with, with with the music with the music the show. gold yeah. chair and played by. Um, uh, Patrick Stewart, which was yeah, I thought was not going to do this again. So that was, I didn't that think was so surprise. either. That was a that was a big surprise. Like he looks Me pretty the, old. So so we'll get into that uh, in a little bit. But they also introduced uh, the um, the Rambo character. version of Captain Mar of Captain Marvel, um, which she was the technically Captain Marvel before Carol before Danvers, Carol Danvers in the comic. Yes, um, and then we also had Captain. Captain Carter, which uh, was that was actually pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Captain Carter, and there was one other person. I think I'm forgetting. Uh, Black Bolt. Who I don't know much about in, Black Bolt. He, so he's part of the Inhumans. They're like human, like they're descendants of Homo sapiens that were experimented on by um, 
I don't know what, what, what alien species. And then they like evolved to higher powers. Hard pass. And he, I, I think he's one of the, the leaders of the Inhumans. And ABC had the show that tanked. And this guy was played this character in that. Yeah. I didn't know who he was. So I was like, I don't even understand what his powers are. So I was like, I don't really know what's happening. But anyways, Doctor Strange is presented in front of this council. And um, they are basically telling Doctor Strange, you cannot have the book because you, you in, in your other life, in your alternate universe life, you, you did bad things with it. Uh, and you're going to break our universe if we let you have it. But Doctor Strange is like, it doesn't matter what you think I'm going to do because whatever's coming is worse. Cue Wanda coming, coming in like Carrie. She's like, for whatever reason, walking really slow through this facility and like looking killing like people. Looking like a demon thing. Yeah. Looking like a demon. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, she's a, uh, she's dream walking or whatever. She, en- she entered a multiverse version of herself. Ent- and yeah. this is where the, the horror elements really like stuff really like this. Popped it was cool like it yeah. felt it was cool to see horror like aspects in a marvel movie i really wish disney would have let sam raimi use blood for this scene because it would have been it would have made so much more sense but yes yeah. we get a bloodied wanda ripping through uh basically every person she sees and so the illuminati they they the illuminati assemble they they go and they 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 decide to defend against wanda thinking it was going to be light work and yeah. they were proven Wrong it's and so probably sad. one of the, the best scenes in in this movie, where Wanda systematically dismantles all of them. First with quickly. Black Bolt, very quickly. Black Bolt, she makes she sews his mouth shut so he explodes his head. Uh, 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 Mister Fantastic gets the Twizzler pull and peel treatment as she essentially yeah. stretches him out and then pulls him apart. It was. It was I pretty wild. They didn't yeah. even stand a chance, though. They I basically did that to all of them. Is it because of his stretch ability? She could only do that to him? Because I was like, if you can just do that to him, why didn't she do that to all of them? So, I, I think, I, yeah, she dealt with them each in a different way. Like, just, yeah. I think well, to make it more interesting. Yeah. Those visuals a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, I, I, nobody, nobody stood a chance. I like. I, was just, I was just like, this is the nobody worst, stood a chance. The worst well, they said a lie. They said something like, "Oh, we don't back down easily." And then she was like, "Okay, yeah. cool. I'm gonna kill you within two minutes." She's like, "She's like, like, I'll show you. I'll show you how quick this is." Uh, the, the the stupidest moment, as cool as it was, Captain Carter. I was like, "Girl, you need to run. You need to run away. Your shield is not. You're not equipped. You're not equipped for this." But you know what? She she got heart. And she died for that heart. Uh, she gets so useless because she could have, she could have like retreated and then maybe like you know did something yeah. later on and did something later. That's well, that's kind of my point. Um, and then yeah. and then uh, you know Captain Marvel gets squished, which was really lame. Uh, Professor X he he tries to go into Wanda's mind and separate the the dream walking Wanda from the current Wanda, but Wanda. How did she kill him? Did she just she off? snaps his neck? She snaps dude. his neck, right? In yeah, his, yeah, in his mind. Yeah. Yeah, um, in his mind. It's it, like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I, I Freddy Krueger. Like, I was like, Professor X would not go out that easily. Like I thought that, that simply. Really yeah, exactly. Really I thought that was I thought that was lame too. Um, Wanda is uh, essentially trying to get her hands on America, of course. But then Christine, who you know, when we first meet this universe is Christine, she's very just business. You know, I don't have a relationship with, with Doctor Strange anymore. And she kind of has a change of heart at this moment. And she she breaks America out and they try to escape. They meet up with Steven and they all have to essentially teleport, if I'm not mistaken, to another. To another yeah, area. America uh, gets them out of there. She gets them out of there and she brings them to a very different reality. Um, this one looks like one of the uh, what do they call them? Incursions? Yeah, which is what the Illuminati is trying to prevent incursions where like multiverses like collide and destroy each other. Right. So they and I don't know if they mentioned this, but the Illuminati, they like will go destroy another universe to protect their own. Like these, these people are, are heartless. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dark. So we, we see this 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 alternate version of of. Oh, actually, you know, that that actually isn't true. Doesn't Wanda take America at this point in the movie? Um, yeah, 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 and, and then uh, Stephen and Christine are are tossed into uh yes. th- this dark yes. looking universe. 
like right. Silent Hill looking thing. Wanda actually does. I, I, I apologize. Wanda does get her hands on America. She she separates Stephen and Christine, and then she takes um, uh, America back to the the the, the 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 prime universe so she can extract the powers. Um, we should also mention that uh, simultaneously, Wanda ha- has has now that she has Wong, she forced Wong to tell her where the actual source of the Darkhold book was. And they and they are at this temple where you kind of realize that Wanda was kind of prophesied to be this Scarlet Witch type of character, anyways. And she's at this place, I guess, that she was destined to be. So that's where she brings America to. Doctor Strange and Christine are sent to a universe where an incursion has already happened. So Doctor Strange gets the genius idea to go find the um, this universe's Doctor Strange to see if they can get some assistance. They do, and it's an evil Doctor Strange. Um, this with a third eye. With a third eye, this man looks like he hasn't showered in years. Um, and they, you know, he tries to reason with this Doctor Strange, um, but we see that this Doctor Strange has the dark hold on, like attached to the hip. I don't know if that's significant or, or anything, but I just thought that was interesting. That it, I, I guess it was meant to kind of show how corrupted this Doctor Strange was. That he that. You know, he reads from it. Uh, Doctor Strange's genius plan is to borrow the Darkhold so that he can, I don't know. We, we don't really know at this point, but he wants to borrow it. Um, and hold on. It's, it's because. Yeah. So uh, we don't know what his plan essentially was because his original plan was to find the book of the, the, that book of Ashanti, whatever it's called. Um, but Wanda had destroyed it in the previous scene. So. You know, his, he's trying to, I guess, formulate a new plan, and he gets into an interesting fight with this version, Doctor Strange, where they fight with music. That was I loved this that scene. Was very I thought it was unique. cool. Yeah, I thought that piano, was cool. The piano scene was really fun. I uh, liked that a lot. I yeah, I, I liked that a lot. I, I thought that was a fun way to kind of show the magic instead of just having, first of all, two versions of Benedict Cumberbatch just like throwing well, their hands at each like other yeah purple lasers and orange lasers well, also this, yeah this scene just looked very like uh um evil dead to me so i thought that was really yeah cool. yeah see, yes it did yes like, yes i feel like ramney was like i'm gonna try to showcase everything that i've done as a director into the scene. yes i 100 percent agree with that yeah. yes i 100 i 100 agree that the third act which i thought was the best part of the movie because it was the most succinct part of the movie but i definitely felt like the, the third act was like him being like just let me do me just please, just let me do my stuff. And they're like, okay, fine. Um, so uh yeah, so they 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 have this cool battle where they're throwing music at each other, and finally Doctor Strange gets a hold of the Dark Hold. But as we know, the Dark Hold, as Josh mentioned earlier, takes a part of your humanity. So so we don't really know the consequence at this point, but he opens it up and he tells Christine, because Christine's like, What are you what are you gonna do? And he's like, I'm gonna dream walk. And she's like, first of all, I've seen this happen before. This is a bad idea. And he's like, you got to trust me. You got to, you you have to trust me. And she's like, well, I guess so, because we don't have a better choice. But she's like, I don't understand how you're going to dreamwalk into that reality when you're here. And he's like, I don't have to dreamwalk into a living body. Cut, cut to Dr. Strange dreamwalking into a, a corpse of himself that he had hid away earlier in the movie. And that was an awesome scene. Uh, Doctor Strange essentially using his corpse to to get to this the, this place with the source of the dark hold essentially, and uh, the the consequence for that is I I think they said that the the damned souls or something like that would try to take the body back. Um, this I wasn't really familiar with, so I didn't really. Know I honestly what I kind of spaced out on yeah, this part of the movie, I didn't... and so when it happened, I was like, oh, I'm guessing these are bad. And they're coming for him because he did something bad. Yeah. I think like in like most movies, you know, when they're always like, there's certain rules regarding death. And yeah. I feel like in a lot of movie and TV shows, there's that thing where it's like, um, if you try to bring back a body from the dead, then they require another one to make the even the numbers even. To make the That's what even. I was thinking. That's Maybe it's point. like, okay, if you're bringing back corpse Steven, then you have to have another, they, they need their, they need, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think, I think it was, it, it kind of reminded me of the Dementors a little bit from Harry Potter, but they, they, yeah. they were tr- essentially trying to, 
to, to, to claim the soul back. And they were telling the, the demons were telling the, the, the Dr. Strange who's doing the dream walking that he's, you know, that he's, he's committing some type of crime. So, you know, and, and also, like, th- it, it, this was a dark, yeah, this was really this dark was, for I, a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, necromancy was not on my list of things to happen in a Marvel movie, by the way. So that was pretty wild. Uh, but uh, Doctor Strange is being attacked by these, you know, these these demon, demon type monsters. And it, it's not looking pretty good. Christine helps him out in his, I guess, corporeal body. But um, and then she kind of just tells him, like, you know, you're Doctor Strange. Um, and he has the brilliant idea to essentially use the demons. So he makes wings out of them and he flies to where Wanda is. And I thought that was a cool scene. Um, you know, he saves Wong. Um, and, and now they're in like direct confrontation or he's, he's in direct confrontation with Wanda. And this is where the movie takes like a different turn. I think than most Marvel movies takes, um, uh, uh, America, and Wanda kind of have this 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 showdown because Wanda has shown yet again that she is just she's she's the baddest around. So um, she she kind of dispatches of this zombie Doctor Strange, and America has this sad moment with Doctor Strange's zombie form that she's like, you know, it's okay, you can kill me because I understand now why your previous iteration wanted to do this because if she gets a hold of my powers. That's way worse than me dying. And Dr. Strange kind of encourages her. He's like, look, I trust you and I believe in you. Um, so, like, I know you could do it. Use your powers. Wanda then uses her powers to teleport. Or excuse me. America uses her powers to teleport Wanda to the reality to show Wanda what she looks like to her quote unquote kids, her fake kids. And this is how this is how Wanda is essentially defeated. Wanda Wanda essentially relinquishes her aspirations of having children because I, I think she just comes to terms with the fact that um, that they're not her kids, right? I, I think even I think Wong said that early in the movie that like that whatever kids you're trying to get to in another reality, they won't be your kids because that's some, that's a different Wanda's kids. And so I think that was kind of supposed to be that moment where she she comes to terms with this, and then she decides to kill herself. Question mark. Yeah, I mean you don't see the body, but she brings the temple down on herself, the yeah. Darkhold Castle. But yeah. I don't. And like, well, go ahead, Josh. I was just gonna say, like, I, I think the moment that clicks for her is like I, I mentioned earlier. Her whole arc is about loss and how we deal with it. Right. And she realizes I'm going to inflict the loss I have experienced. I'm going to inflict that onto somebody else to make myself feel better. And she realizes like that's that's not the way. After yeah. she of course she kills dies, tons and tons of innocent people. <laughs> I don't believe someone's dead until I see the the. I, yeah. The no body. one dies in Marvel films. No one dies no. in Marvel movies until they literally show you like they are dead. Well, we'll get right. into that in a in a quick minute. But the the last scene. The, the, so the last couple of scenes, you know, they are rebuilding uh, Carmitage. Uh, they have introduced, like, I don't know where they found these new people, by the way. I thought that was kind of strange. I'm like, didn't she want to just dispatch Kill everybody. all of the sorcerers? But Were, were these the, the backups? Yeah, these must have been, like, you know, the, the scabs or something. I don't well, know. Well, they were resting, you know, around the corner. <laughs> they, were, they were taking Building a quick a power nap. They are taking yeah. a power nap before the next fight. No, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, America is introduced into the fold so they can try to help her kind of just use her powers better. And so, and and that's kind of where the, the, the movie wants you to think it's going to leave itself off. You know, doc, the movie ends with you know, Dr. Strange kind of strutting down the street, having a good day. And then bam, he grows a third eye. And I, I Googled this because the, there was a really abrupt ending, by the way, total, such a Sam Raimi thing to do, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> such a Sam Raimi thing to do. Yeah, uh, to give us this really twisted ending. But I guess that's a sign that Doctor Strange is has been corrupted by the Darkhold, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Yeah, because the, the evil Strange had the third eye, too. Yeah, so 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 that it's kind of like a precursor for future Strange movies. Uh, and then we get a mid-credit or end-credit scene. I, I don't remember which one it was. But uh, it was mid, yeah. Mid credit. Okay, so we get introduced to another character, Clea, and she kind of pops up and says, "Hey, Strange, you caused an incursion, and you're going to help me fix it." 
And she's like, you scared? He's like, I'm not scared. And then boom, he blinks his third eye. Um, I guess Clea is his wife. Yeah, eventually, like they're married for a little bit, and then when he dies, she becomes a Sorcerer Supreme for a while. Interesting. Uh, wait, Doctor Strange, our Doctor Strange dies. Well, he comes the, back. Don't worry. The, I mean, I technically, saying, no one dies. Spoiler alert! No, but let no one, but no one, but but no one can die because they introduced the multiverse. So let, let's 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 kind of let's kind of corral some of our thoughts here. Well, first, uh, I, have a, I, have a I have a mid credits. I have a mid credits confession. Um, okay. I, I actually, I might as well. I might as well go first if I'm going to bring this up. So, I hated this movie so much that the second it ended, I instantly got up from my seat and left, and I was like in a sold out theater, like second to back row, and I had to like awkwardly like shuffle through everyone because I was single person got up, and I was oh, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm being this guy, and then two people followed after I started, so I think I. Uh, I started a trend like there you were started few, the movement. Yeah, there were a few people that wanted to do it, but they were like, "It's a Marvel movie. We know he can't get up." But I just like, I just didn't care. Like by the time it ended, I was like, you know, there was some fun stuff. I went on the discount day, so I was like seven bucks, whatever. Like I had nothing going on. Yeah. Um, wouldn't have paid full price for it, but uh, I think what bugged me a lot was it's like I love Sam Ramney, or I always say his name wrong. Sam. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Yeah. I have enjoyed a lot of the movies he's seen and I knew that he would put a cool twist on it, but I was like, just from all the delays and stuff, I was like, I knew he was going to be really restricted on what he could even do in this film. And Not just delays, Alex. Remember, he took the project from another director. So there was already stuff like done. You know what I mean? He, he, he yeah. took the reins halfway through. So there was, a, there was just a lot of things that had kind of bothered me there. Um, I didn't like, I don't know. I just like, I feel like the, the structure of this film, I just didn't really care what happened to anyone, um, which has always been like my, like my big, big annoyance is it's like, if all these things are going to be happening to people, if people are going to die, like I need to like have a reason to care why they die. And I didn't care with anyone. And then it's like professor X just like dies out of the blue. And like, I love professor X and I'm like, I didn't even care in here. Cause it didn't give me like really a reason. And it wasn't believable to me. Um, and also like, I just like two weeks ago, watched, uh, everything everywhere all at once. And it's just like mm. watching like the best multiverse type of film I've ever seen. And then going to this, I was like, y'all should have released tainted. it first. Like it you had a lot to yeah. hold up to. And I just, I think I just now expect every film to be like that movie. So I'm going to forever so compare, compare to that do you one. Think, do you think that them pushing back the movie hurt, hurt it more than if they just released it two years ago? Um, it's hard to, it's hard to say. Cause it's like, yeah, I feel like a lot of movies, um, and this happened with Batman too, is it's like scripts get rewritten so much. So like, who knows? Like the 2020 script of this could have been amazing, but maybe 2020 script was bad and that's why it got delayed. And this is the better version of it. This is the better um, version. Yeah. It, that's just, that's like a, that's like a huge risk with Hollywood and it's, it's, it's hard to say. And it's like the script writers could be phenomenal writers, but I, I think, I think Disney just unfortunately like um, doesn't give these writers full reign on like what they truly want to do in, in these films. Like I think they they're allowed to like make the baseline, but I think Disney just kind of forces them to cram all this extra material into their script. Yeah. And that's like, that's what annoys me. It's there's just like too much happening at once. Um, that's, that's like, that's like my main take. I would, uh, I'd give this like a two out of five on my rating. Kate. What are your thoughts? I think that this movie was not totally horrible. I know Alex just said that he hated it. <laughs> um, I really, I, it's hard because I have this personal bias that's been going on for a long time about Marvel movies in general, but also just superhero movies where I'm, I'm a little over them. Um, but I do feel like with every Marvel movie that I watch, which I have actually somehow stayed up to date and watched all of them so far. <laughs> um, there are moments where I'm like, I am enjoying this, you know, or this is interesting. And it does ha capture my attention. And in yeah. this Dr. Strange movie, like there was multiple times where I'd become self-aware and realize that my mouth was open because I was literally just like, Whoa, like that's happening. And like crazy, crazy stuff was happening. There was, it was the multiverse of madness. Um, but at the same time, there were still like so many little nitpicky issues 
that I had that make me be like, oh, this is so stupid, you know, or like just things that I didn't like or decisions that characters made or the writing, you know. Um, but I mean, overall, like I want to be nice and I'm going to give this movie a three out of five personally. Okay. Um, that's being but, nice. Yeah, that's me being very, very, very nice. Um, that's the because I did score. hold my attention the whole movie. You know, I was never once yeah. like, bored. There was just almost maybe too much. It was almost a little um, an overabundance of madness, I'd say. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Josh, what uh, do you think? Josh, yeah. What do you think, Josh? Yeah. Um, I, I won't like Kate unleash the army of darkness on this movie. I didn't particularly enjoy it. I love Doctor Strange. He's one of my favorite Marvel characters. I, mean, I love like the weird, creepy magic type of stuff. Um, so I was a fan of that. And some of the the scenes and filmmaking choices are really cool. But but I also wonder if like ha- having a, a creative change, kind of like with Justice League, um, with Joss Whedon and um, Zack Snyder, like if we if we saw that again here, where you have two different visions colliding and creating something that doesn't quite mesh well, um, and then some of the other filmmaking choices were very stylized, like very Sam Raimi, his touch, which I respect. But then to me, it also felt like I'm watching a movie from 2003, which then took me out of it. Mm. My my biggest issue was that America Chavez felt like a plot device instead of an actual character. And to me, I was really excited. Like, we're getting a Latina in the MCU. Like, it's about time. It's mostly white people. And I, I was so excited to see that representation. Um, she's bisexual, so there's that too. I sound super woke. I don't care. I think that stuff matters. And she didn't feel like a character. She felt like a plot device. And and in the comics, she, she can go toe-to-toe with the Avengers. Like, she's very strong. Like, she has super strength. I think she can fly. She's very powerful. And in this, she's running, she's screaming, she's always scared. And I get it, like it was an origin for her, but it still just felt like she was kind of just there. Um, and the, the actress whose name I can't pronounce, uh, it's an indigenous name. I, I want to say it's like Shiotil. Oh, it's like Shiotil Gomez. Yeah. Um, I can that because my roommate's dog is named it with a, a nickname oh, of that dog. Okay. That's oh, cool. That's cool. That's, that's cool. That's cool. And so. Um, I mean, she got harassed a lot because people thought she looked too white. And then, oh. you know, well, because America in the comics is a lot more darker. She's like more like Afro-Latina. Yo, who are these people who care about? Okay, go on. Whatever. And Yeah. And then they would go on to harass like a, a 15, however old a 15 she is. 15-year-old, 16-year-old kid. Yeah. Right. A, a kid. So she gets that flack. And then she gets her character just doesn't get what she deserved, I felt like. So I feel bad for her as a performer. Uh, as an actor and I, I, I hope there's a lot more development and they give a lot more consideration to who she is as a character. Um, th- this didn't do it for me. Um, it, it, it was a miss. I, I respect all the work that went into it, but uh, not for me. I think my answer is going to surprise you guys. I didn't hate this movie. Whoa. This okay. movie, so this movie came with a lot of baggage. And I think going in, I just had very low expectations for this film. I did not think this film was going to be meaningful any, in any way. I've already said, and I've been on the record saying, I hate multiverse stuff. It just gets really gimmicky. It gets real. It, it just makes it so that anything can happen. They literally had a book in this movie that could do whatever you want. It, like, literally. And, it, and then they use that as a MacGuffin. For those who don't know, a MacGuffin is a term for something in the movie that is thrown in there and doesn't have really any consequence to the actual plot, but the characters are constantly chasing after it. So think like Pulp Fiction, the, the suitcase, for example. Like th- Think of that. Um, that book of, of Ashanti, whatever, it, it had no real consequence or bearing to the overall movie, and it, it just made it feel cheap when it was destroyed. And I'm like, wasn't this the part that was going to fix everything? So... There are a lot of structural things in this movie that are, have issues. However, I will say that the the, the Sam Raimi-ness parts of the movie, I thought excelled. I okay. thought like the, the, the scene where 
the scenes where, for example, um, Wanda is used as like a straight up horror villain, I thought Disney needs to lean into that kind of stuff more because it's different and it's unique and it's kind of cool to like play with these these superheroes or villains in a way that we've kind of seen in other mediums. Like I think Disney really needs to lean into that because overall the IP is getting stale, right? We're, we're, each movie is hitting the same beats. And I felt like this one was kind of unique because it didn't necessarily hit those same, you know, here's the big action set piece and here's this. Like I, I, I enjoyed a more contained movie. There were some scenes in there that very clearly um, Sam Raimi could not get out of, like throwing in Doctor uh, Mr. Fantastic and Professor X. Like that kind of felt forced. It didn't really feel like that needed to be in the movie, um, as fun as that scene was. And uh, I agree, AJ. I felt like why bring them in to have them? Yeah, why bring minutes? them in? Yeah, exactly. Why bring them in uh, only to then it, 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 take them out? Like, yes, you can make the argument that. What that is doing is that it's letting you know John Krasinski is going to be playing Reed Richards and that the X-Men are essentially, quote unquote, here. But I feel like there's probably much cleaner ways to do that. Like you didn't have to do it in this type of movie at all. I think there's probably I could probably sit here for an hour and think of a hundred better ways to do it. So personally, I just didn't really feel like that was needed. But I thought that the movie, like Kate said, was interesting enough where I wasn't bored. Like... Like with Venom, for example, where I felt like kind of the same, like it wasn't good, it wasn't bad. I was bored because there was nothing in there that was interesting to see. This movie had like at least very interesting things. And also I thought the music score was really good. Um, that's the other thing about this too, that yeah, I think Danny that- Danny Elfman did the music. Yeah, Danny Elfman did the music. I thought the music was really good. I think that's an underrated part of this film and why I wasn't totally checked out. And then on top of that, I felt like the third act for once finally felt unique to a, a, a Marvel movie. It's so many Marvel movies have this same third act where it's like big, big set piece, big action set piece. And it's purple laser so, in the sky. Yeah, purple laser in the sky, whatever. And it's like, and it's so fatiguing because it's like, I know what's happening. It, I felt like this was the few times, I'm not going to say first time because right now I can't think of 27 movies, but this was the first time that I felt that the movie had a, had a third act that was probably the, the, the most simplified part of the, of the movie. And I, and I felt like that's what worked the best. So I'm going to give it a three out of five only because I felt like I want Sam Raimi to direct more of this. Like, like I know, I know that they're doing like a, a zombies, like they're trying to introduce like the Marvel zombie stuff. Have Sam Raimi direct it. Dude, yes. I know you're trying to bring Blade in. Have Sam Raimi direct those. Like yeah. he will do an amazing job doing that because it's already in his wheelhouse. And it's okay that it's not for kids. You know, it, it, that's okay. I, I don't really necessarily think that everything in the MCU has to be for children per se. Um, and and Disney kind of needs to kind of work that out as they go along because with every movie they introduce in the MCU, I'm getting less and less interested. Um, but with that said, I thought that this movie, for as a mess as the story was, and for, I mean, I, I didn't even get into the fact that, like, Wanda being a villain makes no sense in this movie. Because in WandaVision, the whole thing was about her coping with grief. How do you cope cope with your grief and then turn around and be like, psych, I'm going to destroy a universe like that's a that's a oh, big jump. Super selfish. I I one yeah. friend I saw it with was like oh, I feel bad for Wanda and I was like I'm kind of over Wanda because I'm like someone should be helping you or committing you into a place where you can get help. Like where are all your friends? Where's all your Marvel people? And why also did no one else in the Avengers or any other yes. person come help any other Dr. person Strange help her what was happening help, here or help anything? I mean there, there there were so many ways where I feel like if this was the type of like you know, I guess you could say cat cataclysmic event between these two characters. I felt like you probably, this probably should have waited. This idea should have waited because it just didn't feel cooked all the way. Um, I feel like there probably should have been another movie where maybe one, because like, if you remember at the end of WandaVision, her kids are are yelling for help. If you, I don't know if you guys remember that, but when she's reading the dark hold and she can hear her kids speak, they're yelling for help. So 
how do we go from, oh, well, you know, I feel like a motivation for the movie would have been Wanda's trying to save her kids, right? That would have made more sense as to why she's so hell-bent on being reunited, but they that that perspective from WandaVision is never brought in here. So it's just like, I want to be with my kids. And you're supposed to just use the love of a mother as the only motivation. Eh, that that was weird. That was weird. Um, and I there were so many other things in the movie like that where it just felt inconsistent. So I give it a three out of five. I want Sam Raimi to direct more Marvel movies, but I think Disney just needs to let it let the idea go that you're gonna cookie cut every Marvel movie. Just let it go. It's okay. These directors have been doing this, some of them longer than I've been born. Like, let them do what they do best. You know what I mean? It's okay to give them a guideline to be like, make sure your movie touches this, this, and this, but then don't don't micromanage them. You know, it's just, it's just that simple. Like, you're going to lose a lot of people. So with that said, Josh, you want to you usher us out? I will get us out of this universe. Please. And, and to the end. Um, that's it for, for this episode. Let us know what you all thought of Doctor Strange and Too Much Madness of Multi. Um, rate, review, subscribe, comment, uh, depending on whatever platform you're on. Check out our other episodes. Um, we've got some really cool interviews with Stephanie Williams, Jacob Free. Those were a lot of fun. Be sure to listen to those. We also are doing a monthly giveaway. We're continuing that and giving away Cities of Magic number one by friend of the show. Jacob Free. So check out that for your chance to win it. Um, and with that, we'll catch you in the next one. The Bandwagon Fan Podcast is hosted by Josh Jimenez, Alex Mogosa, and me, AJ Soy. Our show is produced by Kate Smith and edited by your boy, AJ. Our social media is managed by Natalia Kokulia, and our theme song, Lush Waves, is provided to us by Taylor Lewin of Underscore Audio. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.